Welcome got back, guys, to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast with your host, Zahar and Lucas. Um, so when we're recording the podcast, a lot of protests are happening. Um, I personally am not good at talking about these kinds of things, so we'll try to talk about it as we can. Um, one thing I do want to say is um, what they're doing is something that should have happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and that this kind of stuff, it's 2020 and it shouldn't be happening. And, um, it's, it's so, it's so crazy to think that something like this, like that things like this could still happen in a, in an era where, in in an era like this, where, where we've accepted, or we've, we've at least, we, we thought that we gained a lot of traction in accepting groups of people, whether it be race, gender, sexual orientation, like it's crazy to think that this could still happen in in this time. And yeah. anyone out there uh, who is feeling, you know, is feeling down and feeling like they're like they've been they've been pushed around. Just know that we're all thinking about you. We're all trying to trying to support you in any way that we can, and we're we're on your side. And we hope that one day. Uh, things things can get better and we can when when quarantine is over we'll all be able to be together in a in a way that's positive and we all help each other uh one thing as a media student i want to talk about is emmett till Mm -hmm. i'm assuming you learn about the photo so i did um as media students we study iconic images and for our for one of my professors presented uh, the image of Emmett Till. For those that don't know, Emmett Till was a fourteen-year-old boy, I think, um, it, that lived in the nineteen fifties. Um, he went to the grocery store and flirted with a twenty-one-year-old a woman, a white twenty-one-year-old woman, and then following the uh, after he left. Uh, she or after she finished work, she headed to um, headed to her husband and her son, and those two um, kidnapped Emmett Till and beat him to death, basically. And he was so brutalized that his mother, his own mother, couldn't recognize him. And the iconic photo of Emmett Till that is released was of her of his mother standing upon his body so Emmett Till's mother standing over uh, Emmett Till's body and and his father and his father was there too. and his father yes yeah and um she said that she wants this photo published uh because she wants to see she wants the world to see what they did to her son and sadly that happened 70 years ago and it's happening in 2020 where we've accepted every single type of gender race and uh, sexual orientation. orientation yeah and it's sad that it's happening i personally i don't know like what the next step is because we have all the laws and all this stuff i think it's gonna have to be something as a systemic restart of how we approach um individuals and how police training is happening and just just a systemic restart of of like how our judicial system and everything works um 
hopefully you guys stay safe. If you have money, you can help support. I'll put a link in the description. Uh, share, share the information, try to get it out there. And um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about more about this because we're both, we're both white guys and don't really have like any experience of being a, a racially uh, profiled and stuff like that. We do support um, we do support the Black Lives Matter movement. We want equality. We want everyone to be safe in their environment and uh, let everyone know that the police are there to uh, protect them, not to hurt them. Um, on that note, um, check the link in the description. If you can donate, that'd be great. Uh, and thank you. Uh, one last thing before before we wrap up. If you're going to if you're going to protest. Try to be as as safe as you can, and try to be as peaceful and and just just everyone be safe if you if you want to do yeah. a, a protest and take care of uh, each other and everyone that's there, and please don't mm -hmm. contribute to the looting and that kind of stuff because that does not help their case when it comes to the whole Black Lives Matter movement. All right. Yeah. Now on that turn, let's make a full 180 and talk about those sports. Yeah, um, it's kind of hard. Like me personally, I really didn't want to record today um, because it just the whole situation with the virus, the protests and just everything in the world is just going to shit. And like sports was supposed to be that one thing that keeps us uh, distracted. And even now we're missing that. So, um, yeah, let's see what we can do. Um, yeah. So last week we discussed a matter of topics and we, we mostly just discussed how the, how the, the, there you go, how the NHL is going to move forward with their, with their playoffs. And today we actually got some news on the, on the NBA, but we, we talked about the, the NHL and how they're going to have all these, uh these play-in rounds these 24 teams but then we briefly discussed uh how jason botterill was going to come back for another year uh for the buffalo sabers and we sort of said how you know he hasn't done a great job definitely has not done a, a very good job at all and we briefly talked about maybe if jack eichel might be the problem maybe there's something toxic going on there or maybe it's just the Maybe it's just the the GM itself. We got yep. some. We got a quote. We got some quotes, and it was juicy. Which is surprising because most hockey players don't give out quotes like that, or don't even give out quotes that are like noticeable enough to like have a discussion around. So mm -hmm. you want to we want to read the quote? So this yeah. So this this quote is directly from Jack Eichel. It says, "Quote: Listen, listen, I." I'm fed up with the losing and I'm fed up and I'm frustrated. It's definitely not as easy of a pit, uh, pill to swallow right now. It's been a couple tough months. It's been a tough five years. Wow. He's been there for five years. Yeah. He, he got, That's wait, did he get drafted insane. before? Yeah. He got drafted the year before Matthews, no? Yes, that's wow. Yeah. It's insane to think that it's been five years and they haven't yeah. done a damn thing. Yeah. Uh, they, for, I don't even uh, think they made been the tough playoffs. Five yet. years, never. They haven't. They haven't made it yeah, with exactly. him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, C continue. Read uh, the quote, and then we'll talk about it. 
a, a tough five years with where things have have went. I'm a competitor. I want to win every time I go out there on the ice. I want to win a Stanley Cup every time I start a season. I've already started preparing for next season now. Uh, he says, uh, I'm already back on the ice. I'm already uh, training. I'm already doing things and try to make myself better for the start of next season, whenever that is. I'd be lying if I said that I'm not getting frustrated with where things are going. I think we took a step this year. I will say it's been a pleasure working with Ralph, and he uh, he does so much. Uh, Ralph, Ralph Kruger, the head coach of the Sabres, uh, and he does so much for our group every every day. Uh, there are tough times, and he does an amazing job of bringing us back to the narrow and narrowing our focus and getting us back to where we need to be. A few times spoken to during quarantine, it's been good. But yeah, I'm definitely not in the greatest place with where the last little bit went, and it's definitely worn on me. So that is a full quote from Sabres captain Jack Eichel. There's a lot okay. to digest there. There is. I want to, like, okay, so a lot of things have changed in Buffalo. Uh, and now I don't know if it's for the best or for the worst, but um, they had a lot of good players that got shipped out. Yes. Evander they've Kane, also had, they've Ryan also had O'Reilly. during, so during Jack Eichel's five years, they've had three coaches. Yeah, that, that's not, that's an issue too. But then again, like, they had good players that, they could have surrounded Ryan or uh, uh, Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel with, with, and they could have done something. And I think it's him. I honestly think it's Jack Eichel, where he. When did he become captain? First, second, third year? Here, I'll um, Google it. I think it was. I think it was last year, which would be his fourth year. It was either his third or his fourth year, because. Because I know that they didn't. I know they didn't do it with him and with like how the Oilers did with McDavid, where it was just like, oh, you're gonna play for a year and then you're like, oh, I know, my bad. No, that's when he was drafted. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Uh, I think it was 2018. I'm gonna say 2018, 2019. That uh, I'm pretty sure was his first year of being the Sabres captain, and it's so. It's there's a lot to talk about from that one quote of just you see how he is completely frustrated with the team, and I would be too because this team was supposed to be trajected in a direction like the Leafs, where it's like they're trajecting up. Could you imagine? Could you imagine how much the city of Toronto would fall to the ground if at this point in Austin Matthews' career they never made the playoffs once? Yeah, Toronto would burn the building to the ground, and I think. Um, for Buffalo's, oh wait no, what was I gonna say? Crap. Um. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm just it's... saying, like, if, if if the Leafs if the Leafs were in this position, like, I don't I don't think oh, the team no. would still be standing. Yeah, I don't think the team would be standing. But also, how long before Jack Eichel requests a trade? Uh, and we had, I, and I was. I had this conversation with myself had, about Connor McDavid last year. We had, yeah, this was a conversation that was going around like a year ago, or a year and a half ago, around McDavid and his just involvement with the Oilers. Because the Oilers weren't, because the Oilers weren't doing anything, and Peter Shirelli was completely holding the team back. 
Yeah, and exactly. And then now got- it really seems like Jason Botterill is holding the team. Could you imagine having f- three coaches in a matter of five years? Yeah, but that's the same. Is, isn't that the same thing that happened um, th- with the Edmonton Oilers? Or no? I mean, that's a, bit of a different, that's a bit of a different scenario. That's a bit of a different scenario because, um, because yes, uh, what's his name? Uh, Todd McClellan was fired, but then Ken Hitchcock came on an interim basis. Like, he was never the head coach. He was there on, like, oh, an interim yeah, basis, yeah. so everyone okay, knew, knew he was leaving. Yeah, all these okay. three coaches that, that uh, all these three coaches that, that the Sabres have had have been like, this is our guy, this is our guy, and this is our guy. Yeah. Honestly, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Buffalo is an interesting thing because whenever they play the Leafs, they play so good, and then every other team, they're just trash and just – I mean, that's every team, know. though. Let's be honest. Yeah, which is kind of disappointing as a Leafs fan, but – that's still everyone, like, uh, you know, and, and it's also because Buffalo Buffalo fans hate how they how the only time they're building is packed is when they play the Leafs. Yeah, that's true. But it's mostly Leafs fans, anyways. And I think um, the Pagulas have a lot to do with like the fans' reception of the team and how they treat like the uh, the team and how like they show up and stuff. Because it's been five years since Jack Eichel, a uh, franchise center. Came to their league, uh, came to their team, and they haven't done anything. Like at least with McDavid, they made the playoffs that first or second year that McDavid was, was on the se- Oilers. It was the second year. The second year is when they when they went to the playoffs. Yeah, they at least made the playoffs and said that we made something out of this. It mm-hmm. they didn't go anywhere, but it was you could say that they were young and or McDavid was young and doesn't have an experience. So, so was, and they had dry, they had so many like young, young talents. They had him, yeah, they had dry so, saddle, they had, yeah, yeah. They had like a Leafs roster for when they went to the playoffs. They lost in the first round, but everyone was surprised that they were there. They, the, um, the Leafs did, or no, like when the Leafs like went to the playoffs for the first time with the young team. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. meant. But the thing is, when the Oilers won, they actually won a round. They won, they won oh, a playoff they did? round. Yes, they, oh, uh, they they beat the they beat the Sharks and then lost. That they were actually they were a game away from the East from the Western Conference Finals. Oh, they, really? I always thought that they lost the first round. No, so they beat the Sharks in six games and then lost in Game Seven to the Ducks. Oh, okay. The, the Oilers so, did. And the thing is, if I'm a Buffalo fan, I am starving for even a game in the playoffs. Exactly. Sorry, like I thought they were first round. That's why I was like comparing them to the Leafs. But like the 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 Buffalo doesn't even have that. Like they don't even have one. They don't even have like, that. Yeah, they don't even have one seven-game series that they could say that we did something and we made the playoffs. And Jack Skinner apparently was Jeff. supposed to be this. Oh, Jeff Skinner was supposed to be this god that just comes and scores thirty goals. And I think he got like forty points. Yeah, you saw for like nine last, million dollars. Last season, he got like seventy points or something, and then this and year. I think he, and I think he had forty goals. I think Jack. I think Jeff Skinner had forty goals last, last the last season. That yeah, he, yeah. Uh, went, and then he got his big nine million dollar contract, and he scored forty points. Yeah, but like, I think everyone knew that he that was like a one year person, and I think they should have signed goals him for a didn't... one year contract. Yeah, everyone else, I think, knew that. And, I, and everyone, and he was saying, like, when he was on this gigantic tear, everyone was, he was saying, like, oh, I want $9 million. Everyone was like, you're on drugs. But apparently the Pagoulas thought that he was completely sober. So, 
Yeah, and I think that that could be from uh, I don't know if it's a Pagula's, but I think it might have been the GM that shouldn't uh, like. Earl. Yeah, so he shouldn't be handing out money like that to um, to those kind of players. And people give Kyle Dubas crap for for caving into contracts. At least his players have produced. Yeah, um, all the shit that the uh, that Kyle Dubas gets is f- like I think it's founded like it's on on purpose because we're such a passionate fan base. But on the other hand, I think within the next five, uh, two, three years, those contracts are gonna look super good, or, or super well, super good. Um, are gonna look really good and. Other teams are going to be striving to try to find players that we have to find them so we, they can actually sign them to the, or to find players that are worth that kind of money. I would agree with you. However, this little thing called the COVID-19 pandemic happened. Yeah. In which the NHL salary cap might be staying flat for a little bit. Yeah. And that just it, totally threw a cog in the wheel. And he's going to yeah. have to get creative. Look, look how yeah. we just made it about the Leafs. We're talking about the Sabres and it turns in, and turned into the Leafs. Um, no, we're talking about GMs and how GMs like Ken Holland somehow turned it around within a year. I have no idea how it, well, I, well, I, I don't want to say I, I, don't say I have no the best, idea. You have basically two of the best players in the league on your team. It shouldn't be hard mm-hmm. for you to bring the team to the playoff, into a playoff position. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, they like, have the newer. It, it was the whole newer... thing of how, when when by the Leafs, when Brian Burke got fired before the uh, before the the shortened season, the shortened lockout season. Dave Nonis took over and was like, "Oh, look at this amazing team that I built." When really Brian Burke built it, and yeah. watch us go to Game Seven and and screw up, and then he just screwed the team up from there. Yeah, but. But Ken Holland, who is in a very experienced GM, won, th- won a bunch of cups with, with the with with the Red Wings. Uh, he was one of those GMs that were that was a it was, he was a very good pre-lockout GM, and kind of screwed things up in in the with, with the Red Wings. But I mean, that's bound to happen if you stay there as long as he has. Yeah. And he just kind of showed up and was like, "I have Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. You go and do, and I will. I will, I'm not holding you back." Yeah. And he I just got a couple though, of good. He brought in a couple of good wingers, some reinforcements, and he they were he was good to go with the team. And uh, and I remember, I remember Botterill. It was some. I think he got, he got Colin Miller. I think from the from the from the Golden Knights, and paid like a fifth and a third for him. And yeah. every Leaf fan was like, "Why couldn't we do that?" You know, oh, what's Dubas doing? He's not, he's not, you know, he can't shuffle up that. And Colin Miller was riding pine all season. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of the hardest jobs in sports and yeah. nothing I could, nothing I could ever even want to do. I have a, fr- I have a friend who, who wants to do that. And I'm just like, you have fun because it's such a hard, because everything is your fault. That's, that's the thing. Everything is either your fault or everything is either you're, you're amazing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of luck comes into GMs, like 100%. the role of a GM. Um, I think a coach's position is less luck-based. I think it's more of like your personality and how you present, mm-hmm. like present with the players. Uh, GM, I think a lot of it is luck and 
uh, having inside knowledge of like stats or just just knowing what what the fuck you're talking about. Because realistically, if you're a GM, you kind of think, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a couple of draft picks. What are the odds that those turn into, you know, that yeah. those turn into Sidney Crosby? You know, nine times out of ten, no, it's gonna turn into it, it's not gonna turn into some but, worldwide superstar, but it could turn it. But there is a possibility he could turn into be. Those lower draft picks can turn into like a Kasperi Kapanen or Andreas mm-hmm, Johnson. Mm-hmm. Which hey, Brock Brock Besser, I bring up all the time. He was picking twenty second over twenty second overall. Yeah. But that's the first round. I'm more talking about like second, third rounds where like the chances are I've lower. Heard, I've heard from like from like people who do drafting, there isn't much of a difference between like the thirty fifth pick and the hundred and thirty fifth pick. Yeah, I know in that terms of but like, skill. No, I mean, like, I think the first round is rel- re- relatively well, like, scouted, and you have a lower chance of hitting on, like, a bad, a good, pl- a bad player. Yeah, yeah. You have a lower chance of hitting on a bad player in the first round than you do in the, every other round after that. And, and that's how the NHL draft is so much different than, than, uh, the, than the NFL draft. Because in the NHL draft, your top five picks can change your franchise forever. Yeah. In the NF in, in the NFL, any pick in the first round can change your franchise, which is because there's so many more positions. Yeah. And that's just and that's just how how both 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 the leagues are so so different. Because like there's in the in the NFL there's 22 positions in the NHL there's five. You know. Yeah. So and I think in the that's NFL how, that's how it changes. In the NFL, there is no, like, you can't become better once you're, um, like, scouted or once you get drafted. Like, in the NHL, you get drafted. You go to the AHL team or the OHL team. You go to, like, a local league. Uh, and there's no, there's no like, AHL for the NFL. Yeah, exactly. So it's, There it's recently here. became an AHL for the NBA. Yeah. But wasn't Very that, recently um, there – wasn't the G League the NHL for the Yeah. Yeah, okay. That that's recent that's recently what it's what it's become is like yeah, this okay. sort of lower tier training for the position. for the yeah, training yeah. position. And in the, in the in the NFL it's all right, you're uh you're a random fifth round pick. There's nowhere else for you to go and if you're not if you're not great, well, we're going to have to like we're going to have to cut you. Like that's yeah, exactly. just, that's just how it is. Yeah. And that's where uh, and that's where it's just just the leagues are, the leagues are completely different. Yeah. Just draft and drafting is another thing. It's so hard. It's so hard to predict whether or not this magic pot of beans is going to turn into is going to turn into mush or a gigantic beanstalk. Yeah, it's it's drafting is a whole another ball game. And and uh, going back to the Sabers, since Jack Eichel, they haven't had they really haven't had great great drafts. Because after yeah. Jack Eichel, after Jack Eichel, they took William Nylander's brother Alex, who they then traded to the Blackhawks. Um, yeah, he was he played for Buffalo for a little while. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were both. That was the funny thing is because they were both taken. They were both taken eighth overall. Uh, they were both taken eighth overall uh, in their respective drafts. Because Alex was picked the same uh, the same year as uh, as Austin Matthews. Yeah, but like everyone knew that his brother wasn't as like good as him. No, 
Like, so, that's what okay. I was, my assumption was with, like, yeah, you're, you're you are right. You are you are somewhat right. So yeah, they took Alex Nylander after I'm on Hockey DB right now. They took Alex Nylander right after uh, after they took Jack Eichel. So the next the next year, and then I'm just looking down. I'm looking down these these names, uh, and none of them are names I remember. And then the next year they took uh, next year they took Casey Middlestad, who has played a little bit, but not not as much. And then I looked down. Uh, I looked down the list again. Nothing nothing there. And, and then the year after that, they took Rasmus Dahlin. Of course, he's first overall pick, and he's he's pretty. He's a pretty, he definitely is a pretty good uh, a pretty good defenseman. But I remember when I watched him, dude. I watched him in the offensive zone, or I watched him in the defensive zone. He had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, for like what he what they were saying that he was going to be, I think he was underwhelming. I thought mm-hmm. he'd be like he'd change more. I think he'd be I. I was expecting him to be more of like a, a, a Eric Hart. Yeah, a game changer. Something, someone that would like bring the team up to the next level. And I think he – it might be that he's still young. or And I think that – I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He, I thought yeah. something else – like he would influence the game more or like change the, change the team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So – so actually, actually, I forgot to look. So on on Hockey DB, this is this is why this website's so great. You it sees it shows how many games they've played. So Alex Nylander, between playing with the Blackhawks and playing with the Sabers, had eight, has eighty four games, thirteen goals, nineteen assists for thirty two points. Like that's that's so just kind of meh, and that could be why the Sabers then eventually traded him. I'm Casey surprised Middle- he got picked eight overall. Eighth overall. So then, and then the next year they picked eighth overall again with Casey Middlestat, who I wow, I didn't know he's played this this many games. He's played he's played 114 games for the Sabers, 17 goals, 22 assists, 39 points. Eh, so yeah, that's, middle that's, of the road. That's yeah, and and he was a top ten pick. Like he like like this is a top ten guy, and he's got 39. Yeah, basically 115 games. Rasmus Dahlin only has 84 points in 141 games. Games he has. Okay, this is this is actually pretty good. He has seventy-one assists in those in those one hundred forty-one games. Before yeah, but offense, he's okay. He's a defenseman. defenseman. Yeah, he's a defenseman. First of all, so you have to give him some leeway out with that. And second of all, like, did they even have a defense? He, I think oh, he's playing a 100% lot of. Like, they did not. Yeah, exactly. Hundred so percent. They did just, not. I think he's playing a lot of defense, so that's why he's like getting less points. And then no one, and then no one in the twenty nineteen uh, nineteen draft has played has played a game. So all of their all of their picks have played games, but yeah. none of their none of their second rounders, fourth rounders, uh, like their any of their third rounders, not none of them have played have played games. It's all about it's all about finding. It's I think you know we drafting. we talk about Andreas Janssen. We talk about Andreas Janssen a lot. It's all about finding those little Andreas Janssens that that can help that. It's not even Andreas Janssen. It's 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 a Travis Dermott. It's, it's um, oh, William Nylander. Yeah. It's M- Mitch Marner. He was fourth overall, but like still, like he wasn't like the highest uh, draft and, pick. And going away from the Leafs, Sebastian Aho was taken right after Travis Dermott. Yeah, exactly. Like there are players that those you can high find. second round picks are yeah. so important. Yeah, and you can find quality players. You could draft quality players before other teams. The Blackhawks and Penguins have done it for years. It's just exactly, yeah. It's just that they've, you know, here's random third round pick, put him next to Jonathan Taves, and he gets 20 goals. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just, um, and I think Buffalo doesn't have that. 
Buffalo though doesn't have those centers that doesn't can have just those. Take... They have, ja- but the thing is, they have Jack Eichel. I have, I have a hard time believing. Oh, they I don't have that center when they have but Jack they had, Eichel. <laughs> but they had Ryan O'Reilly. They had Evander Kane. They could have kept them and put in, put them in with a couple of good wingers, and they were good to go. They had a good. They could have had a good team. I mean, you do have a good point there. It's just, if it's just imagine if those players, we don't know if those players were like, I want out of here right now. We we just don't know that. Yeah. So but like, I think it turned out well for um, Ryan O'Reilly. He went to because uh, the next St. year Louis. he wins the cup and the, yeah, exactly. the con Smythe. Yeah. But, and if but if I'm the Sabers, you're. If I'm the Sabres, like I traded Ryan O'Reilly for Vladimir Sabatka, who, or sorry, for Patrick Berglund, who quit hockey once he got to Buffalo, and and Vladimir Sabatka, who hasn't played at all, and a first round pick, which hasn't even played. Play. Yeah, and, and that's what they gave up a Con Smythe winning player for. Exactly. So the tr- okay, so then that goes to the GM. The GM messed that up. And the that's, GM should have got and that's something where, else. And that's where, you know, now he's done a terrible to, job. And now we're back to square one where the GM is an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And and then they traded and then they traded Evander Kane for again player like a first round pick and some players that just haven't played. Yeah, exactly. Um how long are we going? Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So that's that's really that's really what I guess my issue is is like They've traded these big players and gotten dick for them. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah. Right. Um, anything else? We so, want, like, so that's our little thing on the Sabers. Yeah, that's our uh, thing on the Sabers. Uh, as a Leaf fan, I hope they keep it up. So, yeah, I hope they keep it up as a Leaf fan because the same because we're in the same because it's the same division. But that's that's really our thing on, on the Sabers. Like they have to, they gotta figure something out, do some sort of one eighty. And I think I think they're on the clock with Jack Eichel. I think they got. Yeah. I think they have three hundred and sixty five days until until he says, "Get me out of this. Get get me out of here." I'm calling it right now. On yeah. on June third, twenty twenty one. Which, by the way, I can't believe that's gonna that might happen. That that's gonna happen. On June third, first have not made the playoffs. Jack Eichel's going to be a, a, in a different uniform. Yeah, I think he's going to get traded, and then and, we'll go from there. And they're going to get uh, a second round pick for him because that's just how that's just how they that's just how they roll. Yeah, that's going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Jack Eichel and just and they're going to they're going to retain half his salary because why not? <laughs> yeah, so we're we're just projecting the. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres to just crash and burn, sadly. And I wish they had a good team. We have a good rivalry. Uh, How great would it be to have a playoff yeah. series against the Sabres? Just, just yeah. everyone goes. Just the QEW would explode. Yeah. The QE, but, the border would absolutely explode. Yeah, that that'd be. Yeah, it'd be long lineups. Long lineups. It'd be so fun. Um, what else? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Uh, um, so. The the NHL announced that uh, they're looking at July 10th for training camps to open up. Yeah, they're saying like they're they're saying they're they're trying to get that day. They said no. They said like uh, at least July 10th. I think was the was the word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which July 10th is one of That's my one of my earliest. really good friends. One of my really good friends' birthdays. What day 
in your opinion, will training camps open up? Okay, one second before that. Um, uh, Kyle Dubas said that Nick Robertson might be – he's going to be at training camp. He, he will be, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm, ha- I'm excited to see what he can do at the NHL level because he just destroyed the OHL level. So I'm excited Yo, to him see and what Matt, he can do. Him, imagine him, Matthews, and Nylander. You'll have Robertson on the left and Nylander on the right. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, can't wait to watch that. He's a really good player from what I've seen of him. Um, mm-hmm. He is not a defenseman, so let's just keep it at <laughs> that. He is a forward. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, okay, so back to the training camp thing. I think, okay, so what the uh, NHL, uh, NBA, is probably going to announce tomorrow while you're listening to the podcast, or if you're listening to the podcast tomorrow, uh, it's going to, they announced today that training camp, or the dates are going to be July 1st July 30, to October, 31st. huh? Oh, July, July, July 31st. Is it 30? I thought it was first. Okay. Sorry. I'm pretty sure they said July 31st. I can, I can, re- uh, there's, there's definitely a possibility that I'm wrong because I'm wrong. I'm wrong uh, most I, of the time. Uh, it was, I think it was July to October. That's how long. Yeah, it was definitely July to October. It was July to October. So that's how long they're planning the playoffs and uh, regular season games because they're going to be re- playing regular season games. Um, I All right. Think- uh, uh, this uh, this from from uh, Woj. Uh, so the NBA is inviting 22 teams to Orlando. 13 from the West, 9 from the East, 8 regular season games uh, per team to play in for the 8th seeds. July 31st to October 12th, uh, vote to ratify it, and he says, in all caps, the NBA is back. Yeah, okay, so I'm thinking that the NHL is going to project around that same time. So I think they're going to start mid-July, because of July 10th, that's like they're projecting that. So I think they're going to start that. And I think it's going to run so, to around the same time as uh, the NBA is doing it. So as much as we've been so bored of no sports, when they come back, it's going to be full chaos. It's going to be, it's going, it's to, going be, to be, it's going to be 24 hours a day. Yeah. It's going to be great. Cause I'm assuming it's soccer, going to be 24 seven and it's going to be, it's going to be great. MLS. I'm assuming is going to come around back at the same time. Um, Crap, Bundesliga is already on, and they're gonna. And are they yeah, not bringing that, back like La Liga yeah, or whatever? They're, they're bringing back the Spanish league. They're bringing back the uh, English league. So they're gonna have like a bunch of sports coming back. NFL is gonna start with empty stadiums, most likely. Uh, baseball. I don't know what's happening with baseball, but I think can baseball's I, can happening. I, can I talk about? If I'm gonna talk about baseball, I thought they were gonna be the quickest to start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they're having issues with their cap and just how they're oh, structuring. Oh, 100%. Their like it's all, it's all a money-based issue. It's yeah. all a money-based issue, but it's another yeah, thing yeah. of I thought that they were just going to have the easiest time because because in Japan because, they've had and also, they've been playing baseball for like the last 2 months. And also like some base teams are used to having empty stadiums. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. And I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't think it would take them. I, I, I didn't think that they would be the last in last place of getting the league started. Yeah, I think they are in the last place because. Oh, hundred percent, they are. NFL still has time. I'm assuming. The NFL's been operating like there's no pandemic happening because yeah. they because they they go because they're only like a four month season. It's September to it's September to February. Yeah. And then and yeah, then yeah. it's over September to fir- to first week of February. And yeah, then it's like, over, and then they start they again in September. Yeah, so they don't even have to really worry about it. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Everything it's going is- to like the NFL is going to start on time. Yeah. yeah, and like everything's gonna start up, but just the NFL is gonna be the only one that starts up on time, which being like first September week. is gonna have soccer, baseball, hockey, basketball, uh, basketball and football. Chaos, absolute chaos, and it's gonna be great. We're gonna have a lot of content to talk about and just write about. It's gonna be great, and we're we're definitely gonna be doing schoolwork. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah, it's yo. You, you do know there's a possibility that like most of our class or first our first at yeah. least first semester of next year is gonna be all, online. All online. Yeah. Yeah, which is gonna be something I don't like because I barely survived like the t- last two months of second semester. Or I yeah, didn't, I didn't semester. find it that I didn't find it that bad. I really didn't find it that bad. I just don't like I don't like sitting at home and not talking like I like the inter- human interactions of going to class and actually talking to my classmates. That's why yeah, I like, I guess. I guess, but like who who planned who planned this is really yeah, is know, really what, what, like, what it I'm is. Just it's saying. just who planned this. Yeah, exactly. So So you think the NHL is probably going to like I think their season, like their season, will probably start when the NF, when and the NBA starts. So um, yeah, on like so that thirty-first mark. The NBA is like projecting for like New Year's or Christmas start, and I'm assuming the NHL is going to do the same thing. Like, oh, I start. I know. I meant like restart for oh, for this restart. for like this yeah, year. Yeah. So there, um, I think they'll start. The, like they'll all start at the same time around that thirty-first mark or that you know or that mark of early August, May, late. I think July. I think, um, if July, if they start training camp July tenth, then I think they're gonna be up and running playing games at the end of July, and the NBA is gonna start at the end of the July. So I think there's gonna be like about like two week, two to three weeks difference between them. Which is gonna be good because people mm-hmm. are gonna be able to watch one finals and then be able to finish the other like version of the like the NBA finals. Wonder the the one thing that I just wonder about, and you never know because because it's all speculation. But I wonder if like by that time we'll be able to like be at each other's houses and watch games together. Like if yeah, you just bring friends over because yeah, I by, don't know. By um, that time, I finally hit nineteen because my birthday's mid mid July. And it's going to be a mayhem. Yeah. One thing I know that's not going to happen is, like, restaurants and bars are still going to be closed. They're oh, going to be closed yeah. for a long time, which sucks because really you got to go party. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. There's going to be a lot re- of backyard and I think parties. I think, it really, I think it just really sucks because, like, because just personally, I was like, oh, I wanted to go, like, for my 19th birthday and just get a drink <laughs> just yeah. to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it sucks because like a lot of concerts that I wanted to go to is are getting canceled yeah. because of the whole thing. Yeah, uh, a lot of stuff is gonna change, and uh, hopefully everything goes. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff already has changed. Yeah, That's the thing. Lot, it's just a lot yeah. of stuff has changed. Yeah, and and, uh, and I think a lot of things. It, and a lot of things. Like a lot of go, things have changed. Yeah, and we're. We're just in a time that's that's very. We're just in a time that's that's unusual that no one no, no one knows anything about. Yeah, and chaotic and just out of this like. They, I saw a photo of them comparing, 
a screenshot from the Joker movie to real life. That's when you know shit hit the fat. When <laughs> Wait, what, what's, stuff, what scene? <laughs> so you know when the Joker is on the police car and the whole crowd is around him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone, re- not recreated, but took a photo of a guy standing on top of a cop car and then a whole mm-hmm. crowd of people all around them. And yeah. Oh, like... So, like, at the very end of the movie where he goes like this, where he, like, makes a smile? Like, I that, like that so. scene? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was, that, was one of, that was one of the greatest... That was a fantastic movie. I was, yeah, that was so... It was such a great movie. Yeah. But anytime um, you relate real life to Joker, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Um, stay tuned. Yeah, um... I like that, um... Uh, the a lot a lot of NHL teams and players are speaking out about yeah. the whole Black Lives Matter thing, which is something that the team should have done been doing before, but mm-hmm. because that because hockey culture is so like non non welcoming, not 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 welcoming, but like non like you don't voice your opinion or stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. like you don't have a personality. Um, that it's good to see that that's changing and i think it's going to be for the better i watched akima lu and evander kane talk about the like what they want to see change and it's of how people are still being racially racially like being racist against uh hockey players of like black hockey players yeah Uh, yeah hockey players of color and it's yeah um hopefully things change for the better I think this is the start of something to to be passionate this about. An, and this is going to be an eye opener for this is going to be an eye opener for for really for the NHL and for for everyone basically. For, but I yeah, think for if we're talking hockey. The, the yeah. NHL is yeah. This is going to be a real eye opener for the NHL. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think that's a good point to leave it on. Um, yeah. Stay safe, guys. If you are protesting, please don't loot. It's not about looting companies and stuff like that. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with some better news and just the world and less chaotic. Uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Check out the podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, all the all the places you listen to spot uh, podcasts. Uh, thanks. Bye. See you next week.